At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Avari. Happy to be back here on My Guys in the Desert, the show I used to host, but I had to graciously give over to the amazing Stormy Bonatoni, who we missed. Uh, but I'm happy to fill in for her today, and especially because we have such an incredible list of guests coming up in this hour. Now, you are just stuck with me for the first segment here. We're going to do A-list, B-list, and D-list, which is one of my favorite things to do on the Los Angeles CityCast, which is the podcast that I host that is sponsored by Bet River Sportsbook. So we'll keep it a little bit L.A. with the first block. But then we get to welcome in Pamela Maldonado, host of the Stacks of Stats podcast, does an incredible job for Yahoo Sports. And I can't wait to get her thoughts, of course, on the Pac-12, USC, but more importantly, UCLA. And then later on, we'll bring in Tank Williams, former NFL player and Yahoo Sports NFL analyst, have to get his thoughts on this Jimmy G intrigue that is circling now that we're seeing that he could possibly be traded by the 49ers. And then, of course, to finish off the show, our guy, Chuck Esposito from the Race and Sportsbook, uh, the Race and Sportsbook director for Station Casinos, rather. So lots to look forward to in this show and very excited that we're back to talking about NFL. It's been a long, dry season. People have been talking about today how there's so little going on in sports and the lone WNBA game was going on this morning. So you've already missed it. But luckily, there's another early morning game for you tomorrow if that's something you're into. We're going to keep you entertained, even though it's a slower sports day. Let's start with the A-list bets, the bets that I love the most, that I want to make the most. And this might not surprise anybody because the first one has to do with one of the L.A. teams here, USC, under nine and a half wins. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of hype around USC right now, and I understand why. It's all very flashy, all right? Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, lots and lots of big names that USC added in the offseason. But... Did the defense get enough of a boost? I mean, the Trojans ranked 11th in the Pac-12 in yards per play allowed last season and only surrendered, what, 32 points per game? That's not going to get it done for me on defense. And to go from a 4-8 and eight season last year, which admittedly was a dumpster fire, they were switching back and forth between quarterbacks. Their offensive line was switching around. Their coaching was switching around. So understandable 4-8 and eight season. But to go from that to a 9-3 and three or better, I mean, really, you're going for 10 wins if you're going over this 9.5. I think that's a big, big ask. The Trojans are going to be electric. They're going to be really fun to watch. We remember Drake London from last year. That's the caliber of talent that they recruit at USC. So 
We know what to expect. It's going to be fun. Their schedule definitely has some easier spots for them as well. I mean, if Fresno State is one of the, you know, top three or four teams you're going to face in terms of difficulty, that's that's a pretty solid schedule. But 10 wins, I think, is a tall task. And I'm just not buying into the USC hype. And that's not just coming from a UCLA fan. Uh, let's move on to a WNBA vet here, the Mystics. At 12 to 1 to win the WNBA championship, the playoffs are coming up quick this year. They had to be put in a little bit earlier because of the World Cup. So, actually, last season it was closer to October. We were talking about this, but the playoffs are going to start for the WNBA right here in August. So, when we look at what the best value is left on the board as term as futures, the Mystics at 12 to 1 still jumps out to me. I grabbed them at 15 to 1. One of my great guests who I have on the Los Angeles CityCast all the time, Calvin Wetzel actually grabbed them at 30 to 1 last December when they got the first overall pick for the draft. So shout out to Calvin for getting a 30 to 1. I still think there's value at 12 to 1 here. Now let's look at why. They've beat all of the other top contenders here that are in the short shots for the odds. The Connecticut Sun, they beat them once. They did lose once in overtime by two points. They've also beat the Aces. I'm sure you've heard about the Aces at this point. And when we bring on Chuck Esposito later on, I'm sure he'll tell us that that is one of the teams they have the biggest liability on, especially because they're in Las Vegas. But the Mystics have been able to beat the Aces twice, once in overtime by one and by 13 at the start of the season. And they beat the first place Chicago Sky on June 8th, most recently. Now, they played the Sky three times this season, and they did lose the two times before that. But my point is, the barrier has been broken. They can beat the Chicago Sky team, and I think the Chicago Sky are the toughest team left on the block, including the Aces. Now, the Mystics did lose to Seattle the one time they played, but my point being, every team I just listed has shorter odds than the Mystics, and I cannot figure out why. Now, Elena Deladon has been in and out of the lineup. They've been trying to kind of load manage her, which I know may sound kind of silly when you look at the fact that the WNBA has 36 games this season. We're getting 40 next year, at least. But Elena Deladon is ramping up more and more to play just about every game. So letting her rest some of the games early in the season has actually played out really well for them. And they're just a completely different team, straight up and against the spread for this to work. Plus, they have the coaching advantage. And by the way, uh, they are the best team against the spread this season as well at 17 and 10, 16 and 11 straight up. And finally, for my A bets here, Giants under seven wins. The New York Giants, congrats. New head coach, Brian Dable, new general manager, but even getting rid of Joe Judge cannot solve all of their issues. I'm sorry to say. Daniel Jones is a big question mark, and that is putting it kindly, I think. Running back Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley, incredible, but has to stay healthy. Wide receiver Kenny Galladay. We need more. We need more from our number one wide receiver here. Overall, the Giants just lacking depth in a few key areas. I mean, a starting tight end, a menacing quarterback, something like that would be helpful. Now, they do have number five overall pick, Kayvon Thibodeau, another, you know, great building block for them. So they're moving in the right direction. And also, Kayvon Thibodeau, by the way, not a terrible pick to look at for NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. But I just think over seven wins is a big ass for Danny Dimes and his team. So I'm going to say under. That's it for the A-list. Those are my favorite bets. Let's look at ones that I like, but I don't love. B-list bets here. So we have Christian McCaffrey as the comeback player of the year. Now, I saw this at 10 to 1, not but a week ago. And so we've seen the odd shift here. Most books seeing this around, some as short as 7 to 1, 8 to 1. But I saw even a 9 to 1 left out there. If a quarterback isn't winning this comeback player of the year, I know Jameis Winston perhaps, but I don't want to bet my money on Jameis Winston. I would rather bet on Christian McCaffrey, the best all-around player on the board. He only played in seven games last season. That was weeks one through three and nine through 12, but just a noticeable difference. The Elena Deladon, if you will, of his team got them off to that 3-0 start in 2021 and just completely different with him on the field versus not. So in the seven games that he played, Carolina was up four and three. Without him, they were one and nine. So Christian McCaffrey, comeback player of the year. I love that, uh, or I like it. It's on the B list. Let's keep it in check. Raiders over eight and a half wins. Everybody's talking about the Raiders. And what's funny is I always am lower on the Raiders than I probably should be just because I'm not the biggest Derek Carr fan. But we do know that Derek Carr can throw and will throw. Now, last season, the team finished 10 and 7 and made the playoffs, even though John Gruden resigned midseason. Josh McDaniels, huge upgrade, one of the best offensive minded coaches out there. And like we said, Derek Carr can and will throw. They have Darren Waller at tight end, Hunter Renfro, slot receiver. We know that left tackle Colton Miller makes a huge impact. We know all of that works and completely buried the lead here. They added the NFL's best wide receiver and Devontae Adams in their blockbuster trade with the Packers this offseason. So 
He could win nine games. I could see that. You're seeing a little bit of juice at DraftKings over eight and a half wins, but totally worth it. Maybe even grab a wild card spot for the Raiders here. I could see nine wins. Ravens and Rams both to make the playoffs is my last one on our B list here. So plus 130. Not a ton of value here necessarily, but I love this at a little bit of plus money. The Ravens, eight wins last season despite season-ending injuries to who Who else? Like, who could they have not have injuries to? J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, Patrick Ricard, Ronnie Stanley, Tyra Phillips. The list goes on and on. Lamar Jackson even missed the last four games because of an ankle injury. They hired a new athletic trainer, thank goodness, toned down the offseason workout. So if this team is healthy... Watch out. I like them to make the playoffs. And the Rams, that's a no-brainer. They gave Aaron Donald Cooper Cup contract extensions. They did lose Andrew Whitworth to retirement. Lost Vaughn Miller. So a couple key losses, but I expect the Rams to still be battling in playoffs. Who doesn't? So plus 130 on Rams and Ravens to make it. Let's shimmy on down here to the D-list now, who's going to get a little bit less of our attention, but still is piquing my interest a little bit. The Packers, 10-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Now, there's a lot of different ways you could bet the Packers, but I like this 10-1. to 1. And I know, back-to-back, season-ending playoff losses as the favorite, plus you traded away Devontae Adams. That's got to be upsetting, and it can scare a lot of people off. I get it. But you have Aaron Rodgers. Back-to-back MVP campaigns for him. Alan Lazard, free agent. Sammy Watkins signed with them. Randall Cobb. And you have Christian Watson all serving as targets for him, which maybe you don't think are the most reliable targets necessarily. Definitely not a Devontae Adams replacement. But they have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the mix as well. And also Robert Tanyan returning at tight end. The team has it all. Experience, solid coach, MVP quarterback, talent on both sides of the ball. There are injuries to the offensive line to be wary of. So that's why I put this a little bit more in the D-list for me, besides the fact that it's a to win the Super Bowl bet, of course, as well, and only sitting at 10 to 1. But... Both David Bakhtiari and Elgin Jenkins are expected to be back at some point this season. So maybe worth a look. Chicago Sky to win the WNBA championship, also sitting at 2-1. to one. Flat out, this is not a good number. It's plus 200, especially for a future. I hate having my money tied up, but the playoffs are coming, as I mentioned. It makes sense, though. The Sky is sitting pretty in first place right now. They just beat and covered against the Storm with their all-star point guard, Courtney Vandersloot, not even playing. Not an issue. They're the, most, they have the, team, they're the team with the most depth, really, in the WNBA. And no team has won back-to-back titles since the early 2000s, but this may break the streak. So if you wanted a Chicago Sky ticket, I wouldn't hate it. Let's wrap it up with my Bruins, UCLA. I'm going to say over eight and a half wins. I put it on the D-list, guys. I'm so tilted because it's my team. And you have to factor out the emotions when you're betting on your own team. But I think it's a team we should be high on for 2022. We do have Pamela Maldonado coming up in the next block, so I'm excited to see what her thoughts are on this. But... Dorian Thompson-Robinson returning at quarterback, Zach Charbonnet at running back. Behind those two, UCLA had a top 10 offense in 2021, scored over 36 points per game, the same amount that USC was allowing per game, by the way. Sorry, let that slip in. But UCLA is only returning three defensive starters, so that is a little bit troublesome. Even I took a look at their offensive line specifically on the Los Angeles CityCast today, so I broke that down further. And between the two, UCLA does have some question marks for me. They were 61st in scoring defense and 103rd in passing defense. We don't forget. So definitely a lot left to be desired. So it's tentative for me to want to look over eight and a half, especially because they had eight wins last year. But when I look at their schedule, nine should wins, three toss-ups, Utah, Oregon, and USC. I don't know. I'm going to have to bring in another expert, Pamela Maldonado, to get her to break down all the things she thinks about the Pac-12. I have to know if she is also buying into the USC hype. We'll do that and more coming up on the other side of the break right here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into My Guys in the Desert. Daniel Avari on here today, subbing in for Stormy Bonatoni, and very excited for our next guest, one of my favorite people uh, in life and definitely on Twitter, Pam. Pamela Maldonado from Yahoo Sportsbook. Pam, how you doing today? Football. I mean, that's really Football. all you have to say. It's like now we're starting to get the spots. We're starting to do the content. That means we're getting closer and closer to a new football season. And that has me so hyped. Yes. And I love that you make such a good point of distinguishing between content we, we do content for a living. We talk about sports every <laughs> single day. We don't necessarily make a new futures bet every single day. So distinguishing between what is content and what we're actually on. So with that in mind, taking a look at these Pac-12 odds, you know I want to look at the Pac-12, especially because it's not going to be the Pac-12 for much longer. Very sad to hear that. USC sitting at the top here at plus 210, Utah plus 250, Oregon plus 290, and of course my beloved Bruins at 9-1. to one. What jumps out to you on this board? Oh, man. Okay, not USC. Let's start there with the Trojans. You want to talk about not making a wager? I am not really as high on the USC Trojans as probably everyone else is in the world. Okay, sure, you have a head coach in Lincoln Riley. Okay, he made three uh, playoff appearances, lost all of them. He had two Heisman winners uh, with both quarterbacks from Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. They were both transfers. And then he had Caleb, uh, Caleb Williams. I mean, I'm just not sure. It's just so many new parts to it that you're like, you have new wide receivers, you have new wide, uh, new running backs, a new defensive coordinator. They went four and eight last year. Let's not re- forget that. <laughs> you have a new everything coming off one of a terrible season. I am not high on USC. It's going to take a while for this team to gel together. So that's going to be a fade for me. Um, I'm not sure. Would, would you agree with that? I know you said you like UCLA. <laughs> I can't imagine where this, I understand where the hype is coming from because the hype is always there for USC because they get the flashy star talent. And then you bring in the flashy head coach who comes off the plane wearing Jordans from his original team, which is a whole other thing. But I just don't <laughs> understand how they expect this to click right away for a new coach coming in, even with all the talent that he's loaded the roster up with. I even talked about playing USC under nine and a half wins. What do you think about that? 
I would absolutely agree with that 100% because, as mentioned, eight of four and eight last season, it's going to take time for all of these new parts to come together and figure it out. It's a new system, new players, new, per- new personnel. I mean, I'm just not as excited. Instead, I will talk about a team that I am excited for, and it's a little further down the board, but how about the Beavers? Can we give Oregon State some love? They had what's good about them is that they had their first bowl in eight years. They have a fifth year head coach. When you have other teams, other schools, Washington, Oregon, Washington State, they all have new head coaches. They do have a new defensive coordinator, which is good and needed because that's where the area of need that they needed. Against the spread as a dog, this is a team I started to look for trends. I'm not necessarily looking for, okay, are they going to come out with the outright wins? But I'm looking for trends. And Oregon State as an underdog, 14-7-1 in the last three seasons. In conference last year, they led in yards per play. And quarterback in Chance Nolan, he had over 2,600 yards, 19 touchdowns, nearly 300 rushing yards. This is a team that was top 20 in rushing. You have running back in BJ, uh, what's his name? Uh, BJ Baylor. I'm sorry, he's Mm -hmm. gone. He accounted for half of the rushing yards of the team, but they do have Deshaun Fenwick, who can fill the role nicely. The offensive line, entirely intact, top six in the nation. They're returning their head coach. You have a quarterback, the offensive line, depth at your best offense running back. You have a new defensive coordinator. This is a team that could surprise. They have a great home schedule, great as an underdog. So what's like not to like about Oregon State this season? I'm looking forward to them very much. Well, and Oregon State is kind of the forgotten sibling sometimes of the Pac-12. We talk about having an East Coast bias, but we definitely don't talk about the Pac-12 as much as some of the other Power 5 conferences. And Oregon State gets forgotten. So I like that you kind of pulled this out of the weeds. I'm sure the Oregon State fans are thrilled to hear their team talked about here. And also something that's interesting that maybe or may not be a factor moving into this season is the news of USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten. Do you think that's going to fire up these teams that are, let's say, the off-forgotten teams, maybe the Washington States, the Oregon States, to really just go hard against them? You would have to say that about every single team for every conference that's making an adjustment, um, whether they're coming in, leaving, whatever it is. So I'm not going to say specifically that it's going to benefit Oregon State, but you have to think that across the country, teams are hyped up for not only this season because it's the potentially the final season that they'll play within their own conference. And then they're all looking forward to the year after where they're moving to a new conference. So I think it's just a blanket statement that every team, this is what makes college football so exciting. And it's going to be exciting for the 2022 season because there's a lot of moving parts here in the next couple of years. And all of that is going to come into play. It's not just head coaches anymore, players anymore. It's head coaches as well. It's defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators. Do they want to stay in the conference they're in now? Or are they going to want to make the adjustment for next year? Everything is a resume. Players are still looking for the draft spot also. So I'm thinking that, you know what? Everyone's making a change. Everyone's going to be excited. Blanket statement for all teams. Okay, so you're not buying into that. It's exactly what I would expect, of course. I know that you stick to the stats here, but you know I love the narratives as well. So I'm thinking just these teams that are going to be kind of forgotten in the Pac-12, if you will, might be a little bit more fired up this season. It almost feels like it's an audition for all these teams. What conference are you going to end up in, uh, as you mentioned? So are there any other totals that stand out to you? Utah, of course, sitting towards the top of the board here and also at around nine wins. And Utah seems to year in and year out put up a really solid team, especially on the defensive side of things. I am really excited for Utah. They're one of my favorite teams to back last year. They're one of my favorite teams to back at home. You have quarterback in Cameron Rising. He's back. And when you have a quarterback that is returning, that is so crucial when it comes to college football. He had 2,500 yards, 20 touchdowns to just five interceptions, 64% completion. Rising is a rising star in college football. Top 25 returning. Uh, This defense is top 25, returning its starters. They held teams to an average of 25 points per game. They went 7-7 against the spread last year. But what is so important to note about Utah is that they went 6-0 in wins-losses at home. They're 8-1 in the last two seasons, 15-1 in the last three seasons, 20-2 since 2018. That is just an absolutely outstanding stat that you have to remember because people like to parlay. 
So Utah at home on the money line is a great parlay piece. They went 13 and nine against the spread during that same time. So maybe they don't always cover, but if they're an underdog at home, I'm entirely backing them. If they are even just like a coin flip as a pick them, I'm backing them. I want to take Utah every which way I can when they are facing at home. And last year they had a really good season. Of course, they lost to Ohio State 48 to 45. They were up. Utah Oots, who could have imagined, to up 35 to 21 at the half. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for Utah this season. Yeah, and understandably up there as a short shot at plus 250. And you know I love when you give me a parlay piece. I'm sure that all of the audience appreciates that. So Utah at home, definitely worth a look. You mentioned the value of those returning quarterbacks. Now, that's true for some of these teams, UCLA being one of them. Their win total set at eight and a half. What are your thoughts? Okay, so a couple years ago, two seasons ago, I initially thought that Chip Kelly was going to be on the chopping block, but then he pulled out an 8-4 and four season last year. Now he has a new contract extension. It could have been a nine-season it could have been a nine-win season, but uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he missed the Utah game with injury. This team is top 70. He was top 70 in passing yards, but he is one of the quarterbacks. He was one of the top quarterbacks when it came to rushing yards. He had over 600, top 10 in quarterback rushing scores with nine. You also have combined that with a returner running back in Zach Charbonnet. He's also back. He was top 30 in rushing, top 25 in scoring, had 24 receptions. That is part of the game that this offense, Chip Kelly, he needs to really implement more, is using a running back in Charbonnet more in the passing game. The 2021 problem that they had was that they had a couple of late game losses. They were up the Bruins. They were up 37 to 33 to Fresno. They lost with 40 seconds left. They were down three to Oregon. DTR got injured in the fourth, and then Garbers, the backup, threw an interception. That was a loss. So this definitely, they had an eight and four season, but this easily could have been a nine, 9-10 win season. And yeah, I'm looking forward to what they can do. You have a returning coach, returning quarterback, and a star running back. That's a great trio to have. Yeah, I'm a little bit hesitant, first of all, because I'm tilted because it's my team, but also because I don't have the full belief on Chip Kelly yet, but I do love me some DTR. And Zach Charbonnet, I always say, is like a fine one. He just gets better with age, so excited to have him back as well. Uh, Pam, before we let you go, any teams towards the bottom that you think are going to surprise us? Cal, Stanford, Colorado, or Arizona State even? (sighs) Can I pass? (laughs) <laughs> that is not that's what i figured who, who wants to look at the bottom of the teams um i mean maybe stanford honestly um no no i'm gonna go with no, no. nothing is gonna surprise maybe washington state the lowest that i'm gonna go is oregon state for me at 25 to 1 and that is the lowest that is going to surprise because as you mentioned it's a tend to be a forgotten team but they have all the moving parts they have all the pieces to really contend here to be a top three team within the conference All right. Well, there you have it from the source herself, Pamela Maldonado, host of the Stacks of Stats podcast on Yahoo Sports. Uh, Thank you so much, Pam, for making the time for us. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Coming up, we're going to talk NFL with Tank Williams right here on My Guys in the Desert. to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the show. The VSIN summer special is here. For only $19, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer and welcome back in to My Guys in the Desert. Danielle Avari still hanging out here and excited to bring in our next guest, Tank Williams, former NFL player and Yahoo Sports NFL analyst because we have some news to discuss. Tank, how are we doing today? Uh, Not bad, not bad. Thanks for having me. So, Tank, of course, I want to ask you about some news that Adam Schefter was talking about. The 49ers granted Jimmy G permission to seek a trade. What does this mean for the NFL landscape? Where do you think he'll land? Uh, I mean, it's pretty interesting to me that you have to announce that Jimmy G is looking to be traded. I mean, I think everyone (laughs) who covers the NFL understands that they've been trying to move this guy. I mean, why did you draft Trey Lance? 
I had moved up to draft him in the first round last year if you weren't trying to make him your quarterback of the future. So I think this may be a way to try to drum up some interest. But when you look at it, I mean, where is he going to go? I mean, I feel like most of the teams, if you're a New York Giants or Washington Commanders, you're kind of set at quarterback and going to wait until next year's draft and you're going to make a move anyway. The team that makes the most sense is the Seattle Seahawks. And are you really going to trade Jimmy G, like, in your own division? Like, I don't think so. So more than likely, Jimmy G's going to end up just being Trey Lance's backup, and they're not going to get any value for him, which is one of the worst moves that the 49ers could have made this offseason. Yeah, and it's tough to talk about, too, because we know that Jimmy G is one of those guys who's really beloved by the locker room, at least it seems, too, and so wants to be there for the team, has done a really good job of being there through the Trey Lance transition, but I think deserves a little bit more than this. And to your point, if he did end up with the Seahawks, which, again, sounds blasphemous, really, between the NFC West, but the Seahawks' win total right now at five and a half, is that something that you would see a shift in if he did possibly go that way? I mean, it'll be an improvement over Geno Smith and Drew Locke. I mean, I'm not going to say it isn't. I mean, because when I look at Seattle's offense, the way it currently stands, I mean, I can't even see DK Metcalf. I can't see Tyler Lockett. Like, when you see Geno Smith and Drew Locke as your potential quarterbacks, it's like biting into a piece of fruit that's rotten and you didn't know it. <laughs> and that feeling that comes across your mouth and your stomach, when you see that, that rotten fruit is in your mouth, that's how you feel when you look at the Seattle roster. And so... I mean, Jimmy G would definitely be an improvement, and I think that he would get them over that five-and-a-half wins or whatever the number is. But as it currently stands, I mean, that's looking nasty up in the Pacific Northwest. The only really good thing they have to talk about for this year is actually next year, and that's the draft and potentially getting C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, top Heisman candidates as well. When you look at the board for the NFC West, does anything on there excite you? So, of course, we have the Rams win total up there, 10 and a half. 49ers win total sitting at 10. Cardinals, eight and a half. I myself a little bit low on the Cardinals. What are your thoughts on the NFC West? I mean, well, I'll speak to the Cardinals. I mean, I'm kind of in the boat with you. I think that they have the talent. I mean, it's going to hurt not having DeAndre Hopkins, but... I mean, the Cardinals is like the worst reality TV show you've ever seen. It seems like every offseason, they have some kind of drama. And to me, unless you're getting it done between the white lines, I really have no interest in you. I mean, it seems like most of the headlines that come out of that team is in the offseason. It's around contracts, whether it's the head coach signing a deal or Kyler wanting a deal. I mean, they made some decent trades that look interesting, but I'm waiting to see them put it together when it really counts, even though they made the playoffs last year and then got spanked by the Rams are not winning the Super Bowl. Now, the Rams look interesting. Will they have a Super Bowl hangover? I mean, will they be able to compete knowing that even though Robert Woods was gone most of the season? I mean, you lose him. You don't have OBJ. You have to bring in Allen Robinson. Cooper Cup is still going to be that dude. Van Jefferson needs to step up. I really like what I saw out of Cam Makers, but are they going to be able to kind of recreate that magic? I mean, not having Seattle with uh, Russell, that helps them. 49ers having to break in a young quarterback in Trey Lance. That helps him yet at the same time. If he actually isn't improving over Jimmy G, watch out. So I really think that NFC West comes down between is Trey Lance really that missing piece of the puzzle that the 49ers have been looking for for the past couple of years where they couldn't beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and where they couldn't make it past the Rams last year? Or is it going to be another year where the Rams, you know, got uh, Matthew Stafford, he brought him to the promised land last year? and try to go ahead and do the double up this year. That's going to be the, the thing that I'm watching this year in the NFC West. Yeah, I love a lot of the points you made there. One of them being, of course, the real Cardinals of Arizona. They are their own reality show. I mean, between <laughs> Kyler Murray's contract and a million other things, it seems like issue after issue. So I'm pretty low on them. But I do wonder how you think the Trey Lance experience will be for the 49ers. What do you think he'll look like? Uh, well, I know one thing is going to happen for sure is that Shanahan is a mad genius when it comes to scheming up the running game. So he's going to create some runs for not only Lance, but for Elijah Mitchell. And the way Elijah Mitchell ran when he was healthy last year, I'm looking for him to have a pretty explosive uh, season this year. And I mean, folks shouldn't be surprised, but there may be some folks that are kind of sleeping on him. But I expect him to have some eye-popping numbers this year. And I think that when you look at, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to do it because I'm still a huge fan of Derrick Henry and, Jonathan Taylor, but when you look at plus 1,400 for him leading the league in rushing, and if that 49ers offense can be one of the surprises of the league this year, and them leaning on him to try to protect a young quarterback early in the season, that looks kind of interesting to me. But like I said, they're going to be run heavy. You have Debo Samuel coming back more than likely. 
going to have Ayuk, some other weapons, George Kittle healthy. So that, oh, that San Francisco 49ers offense, I mean, it looks pretty good if Trey Lance can step in and be that dude that they want him to be. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I do think that the 49ers historically and Shanahan in particular have given the Rams a lot of trouble. So it yep. makes sense that we're seeing the division odds so close here with the 49ers plus 150 to win the division and the Rams plus 125. I want to ask you about the other West division here, the AFC West, just two really competitive divisions we're talking about. But with the AFC West, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Broncos, of course, the addition of Russell Wilson. Do you think that will pan out for them? Or do you think there was a reason that Seattle decided to move on uh i mean it's interesting i mean it seems like russ i mean that situation in seattle kind of run his course and he was looking for a change and seattle probably looking at this upcoming draft in 2023 and feeling like they can probably get a new quarterback of the future there so i guess the move at that point makes sense but for russ out of all the teams that you can go to i don't know why you would want to go to the best division arguably in the NFL period where you have to face Patrick Mahomes twice, Justin Herbert twice. And, you know, people may talk about this and that about Derek Carr, but now that you add Devontae Adams to the mix and you have Chandler Jones rushing opposing quarterbacks on the opposite side, along with uh, Crosby, like that Raiders team doesn't look bad as well. So there aren't any layups in AFC West. And so when you look at it from that standpoint, I feel like it's wide open. Like the Kansas City Chiefs, they have the quarterback that outfill most NFL GMs would say that that's the prototype of the kind of guy that they will want starting for their roster, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Yet, when you use such an explosive weapon like Tyreek Hill, when you remove him from the equation, I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes. I just feel like when you lose that blow off the top in your offense, it's going to be hard to replace. Can Nico Hartman be that guy? Can Scott Moore be that guy? Like, I don't know. I know Tyreek Hill was until – so until they solved that equation – the Kansas City Chiefs take a hit, which means to me that the Los Angeles Chargers are the team to beat in AFC West. Absolutely. And I'm so excited to see a little bit more from Justin Herbert. And I agree with you. I mean, even the Chiefs win total at 10 and a half makes me a little bit wary because I think people are underestimating the amount of pieces that they lost. Tyreek Hill being the one that jumps out the most. And I'm sure NFL fantasy team leaders are crying all over the place about that one. But I wanted to ask you, too, about these missed the playoff odds here because you can see the Raiders at minus 200. Do you think we should be this low on the Raiders, even though they are in this really, really tough division? Man, when, when I look at the Raiders, I, I really don't understand why people are so low on them just for the simple fact that they were the team that prevented the Chargers from making the playoffs last year. I mean, they are a really talented team that added some pieces to the puzzle. Now, that being said, I think it's going to be hard for them to repeat because when I look at what the Chiefs did, this offseason by bringing Khalil Mack in, you signed J.C. Jackson, you have most of those weapons coming back on offense. Like, it's going to be tough to try to keep them out of the playoffs, understanding that bitter taste that they have in their mouth after last year and the way that they didn't make it to the playoffs, given that they <laughs> lost to the Raiders. So I think you look at the Chiefs, and more than likely the odds are people believe they're going to make it to the playoffs. I feel like the high probability of the Chargers are making the playoffs as well. So when you look at it from that standpoint or the – is the AFC West going to get three teams into the playoffs? I mean, it could happen highly unlikely. So, I mean, that way I kind of have to knock the Raiders down a little bit. But I expect all those teams in the AFC West to play well. And that's why it's kind of hard when you look at the potential win totals for those teams because I can feel all those teams being good but kind of knocking each other off strategically throughout the season where no one team just has a dominant record like you're so accustomed to seeing like a Green Bay Packers getting the NFC North just because they're able to beat up on teams like the Lions and the Bears when they were low, even though those teams are probably they're playing a lot better this year as well. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree with you more, obviously, synced up on all of this. And I agree. I think that we should be looking at, if anything, a Raiders over their win total of eight and a half. They did it last year. They can do it again. Thank you to Tank Williams, former NFL player, Yahoo Sports NFL analyst. Follow him on Twitter at TankWilliams13. Thanks, Tank. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. All right, stick with us. More My Guys in the Desert coming up. We'll have Chuck Esposito, race and sportsbook director for Station Casino, next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry every rematch Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. This segment of My Guys in the Desert is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life where I needed to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't ready yet. And I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. That's very LA of us to say. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at ZYN.com. That's ZYN.com. Warning, this product does contain nicotine and it is an addictive chemical. Keep that in mind. We're back here on My Guys in the Desert. Danielle Avari filling in today. So excited to be back in the seat. And just our last segment here, bringing in our last guest, Chuck Esposito, Race and Sportsbook Director for Station Casinos. Chuck, how are we doing on this lovely Wednesday? I'm doing good, Danielle. A little bit slow, not a lot going on. One of the one of the few times a year when none of the major sports are being played, but uh, overall, give us an opportunity to put some other stuff on the board. Yeah, and it was funny because Tim Murray, one of our hosts here at VEASAN, actually tweeted out about how this would have been a perfect opportunity for the WNBA or the MLS to put a bunch of games on today and get a bunch of eyes on there because we know people want something to watch, something to bet on, but a missed opportunity because the lone WNBA game, of course, happened this morning. But last night, we did have the MLB All-Star Game. American League with another win. Is that nine straight now? And the under cashes fairly easily. How did that work out for you on your side at the Sportsbook? Hey, first, you're right about the WNBA. I'm shocked that on especially Monday and Wednesday of this week that there wasn't a full slate of games. Um, but regarding the All-Star game, it was a decent decision. I mean, 22 out of 26, the last 26, the American League is one. I thought yesterday with uh, 31st-timers that maybe you would see a little bit more balance. Not a whole lot of scoring. I think the interesting trend, though, now, this is the 11th straight All-Star game that the team leading after the fifth inning went on to win the game. But I can tell you, yesterday we had a big decision, Danielle, on the Aces getting beat. The way they got beat, losing outright, oh, was actually man. a much better I, I decision for, for us than the All-Star game. 
I donated money to that. I, I had a live bet on the Aces. I <laughs> got them at minus five and a half. They were favored by what? Ten or more before the start of the game against the Atlanta Dream. And embarrassingly enough, went on a show and said, well, listen, the Atlanta Dream are not going to beat the Las Vegas Aces straight up. And lo and behold, they do. So I'm, I'm glad that that at least worked out for you. It did not work out for me. But fortunately, we bounced back in the morning game today with the Chicago Sky. Uh, so again, WNBA. So much fun to bet and the playoffs right around the corner. But I just want to get back to the MLB real quick. We will circle back to the WNBA, of course. You know I can't help myself. But no MLB today. All-Star game does kind of signify that point in the season where hopefully we're not going to see the Dodgers continuing to get swept by teams like the Pirates, things of that nature. People are actually going to start caring, perhaps. Where's the money right now in the World Series market? Well, you're, you're seeing a lot of it come in. I mean, there's a... Uh... Um, you know, when, when you look at the teams that are on the top, of course, they're looking for a little bit of value. The Astros has kind of been that Vogue team a little bit. Um, Yankees getting so much attention in the American League, a little bit Astros. But I can tell you that we've seen money come in on the Mariners, uh, seen some money come in on the Orioles, just for the pure value of it, the Cardinals a little bit. I think a lot's going to depend on what happens at the trade deadline. You know that, of course, if Soto gets dealt, that's going to change the future book landscape dramatically. And I think the teams that I mentioned, the Padres, Giants, Cardinals, all potentially in on Soto would definitely change things. But uh, again, they were looking for some value on the board. And I think some of those teams kind of in the middle of the pack are what presented some of that value over the last few weeks. Did you guys take a look at the home run derby as well? Uh, yeah, yeah. The home run derby was actually a, a, a decent outcome for us. Um, there was, there was, uh, if Alonzo would have won, it would have been really good. Uh, we did not need, um, I think it was Schwarber to win would have been a bad outcome for us. So <laughs> overall it was, uh, it was, uh, it was decent. It still generated some handle. It's a fun event. I mean, it draws a lot of attention to it. We had several props up that night as well and adjusted after every round. So it did draw some, some good interest and handle across the board. I always forget that it's on a Monday, too. It really throws me off. But I think it was hilarious, too, that it's like an hour of their time. And then you see someone like Julio come in second and make more by coming in second than his entire rookie contract. Yeah, so I was hoping that it was also salary. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you think he had a little bit of motivation, maybe just a little bit. But I'm glad that it was also <laughs> profitable for you guys as well. Uh, but I know that you've also expanded your NFL menu tons this past week. Odds to lead the league in rushing, receiving, passing. We have player over unders, offensive rookie of the year. I want to ask you about that. All reports have been Kenny Pickett not ready to start or even expected to play this year, possibly. So why still the shortest odds at plus 650? I, I totally agree with you. And I have read the exact same stuff and that, you know, he's practicing with the third team. Um, but we've got more tickets on Kenny Pickett than anybody else. I mean, when you look at the guys behind him, Olave and Wilson, and I think especially Olave and the situation that he's in and the emergence of the last few years, we've seen guys like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, how they can make an impact right out of the gate. But when you look at Pickett, I think everyone's think figuring that, hey, if for some reason, once they get to camp, if that switch goes off, he ends up winning the job. He's got the potential to be rookie of the year. But we saw last year, even the, the five young quarterbacks who had an opportunity to play, even Mac Jones, the really good year that he had, he still wasn't rookie of the year. It was Jamar Chase. So for me, Chris Olave, uh, Garrett Wilson, maybe even looking at a Chris, uh, Christian Watson, uh, those guys are the ones that I look at. But again, Danielle, more tickets on picket than uh, the two guys right behind him, Olave and Wilson combined. That's just shocking, given the news reports we've been getting, obviously, about Pickett. But to each their own, maybe you just want to have that ticket in your back pocket. And it's interesting, you kind of skipped over Drake London there at 9-1, to one, who I think might be worth a look as well. I think that I actually saw one of our other hosts maybe uh, post this as well. So Drake London, even 9-1 to one from USC, could be lighting it up as well. You've got some quarterback passing yards and touchdowns up as well. Who would you say is the most popular over in this category? Really quick, Daniel, I agree with you on Drake London. I think it's yeah. just who the quarterback is there and what kind of offense they're going to have is going to impact that. The real long shot that has generated some action is Jalen Tolbert, just kind of knowing what the what the situation is with the with the trading Amari Cooper and not knowing if Gallup's going to be back or not. Um, the situation there with Schultz, really just C.D. Lamb. So Tolbert has been somebody that we do have several tickets on, you know, as well. So I think people are taking a flyer on him. Um, I like that. Thanks for pointing it out. 
Sure. Regarding the quarterbacks, um, you know, it's only been up for a short time now, but we have seen uh, some play. Unders on, on Moore seem to be a popular bet. Unders on Kirk Cousins' yards, on Russell Wilson's yards, a little surprising to me, and Aaron Rodgers have all come in. Also under on Kirk Cousins' touchdowns. Uh, but the one player that, that they're really banging the over on is Joe Burrow. Oh, Joe Burrow over in yards and over in touchdowns. So I think you look at that offense and they improve their offensive line. You've got Higgins and Boyd and, of course, Chase. And then mixing out of the backfield, uh, a lot of tickets so far on Joe Burrow over in both categories. I'm not surprised. We saw what Joe Burrow can do without a bolstered offensive line. So if you improve that area, just imagine the sky is the limit for him. So no surprises for me there on the overs. But uh, that is interesting to me. There's so much hate coming in on Kirk Cousins. I actually like him. I think, you know, if you're asking me for a value pick in the NFC right now, I'm saying it's the Vikings, just based on where their odds are. I think you look at a new coach there who comes from more of a balanced attack. Um, you know, we, we know that Zimmer wasn't a big Cousins fan. I think Cook will be more involved in it. We know how good Jefferson and, and Thielen are in the emergence of Osborne last year. I think this could be from, from the skill position players he has around him and the way this coaching staff looks at it. I think this could be maybe Kirk Cousins' best offensive year and I thought the same thing. And uh, so far, though, action has clearly been on the under in both categories. Now, since we're bringing it up, talking about teams that we're actually a little bit more bullish on, was there a team that was particularly difficult for you guys to handicap at the sports or set odds for this year? Just off the top of your head, obviously springing this on you, but a team that was just particularly a head scratcher? Yeah, for, for me, it's, it's in the AFC South. It's the Titans um, mm. dealing uh, Brown. Um, you know, I know they've got Woods who's coming off the injury. You draft Burks. Um, you look at how long um, uh, that Henry's been, you know, in the backfield, the amount of carries he has and the yards. They, they draft the quarterback to replace A.J. Tannehill down the road. I love their coach. I love Grable. But for me, Tennessee was a little bit is do they take a big step back this year? Um, I like the Colts in the division. I know they're the favorite, but I'm just not so sure Tennessee is going to be um, as dominant as maybe they were mid-season last year. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm a little bit surprised that that was the name that came out, so I'm glad that I asked. But thank you so much, as always, Chuck uh, Esposito, Racing Sports Work Director for Station Casinos. Thank you for your time, Chuck. All right. Thanks, Danielle. I'll chat with you next week. All right. And he will talk to me because I will be here back uh, next Tuesday as well. But another great show and a little bit surprised to hear the Titans there at the end. I know that he has a lot of liability on the Aces as well to win the WNBA championship. But after their performance against the Dream, they are on my not list. Thank you again to Pamela Maldonado for joining us today. Tank Williams, both from Yahoo and then Chuck Esposito, of course. Thank you guys for letting me jump in here on My Guys in the Desert. Excited to be back next Tuesday as well. So we'll look forward to that. And we'll be back with My Guys tomorrow right here on V. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.